Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X.ca on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bob Stoffer in Ice District at Rogers Place. This is Oilers Now. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all, and they could be doing it all for you right now. It is the Holinka Gretzky Cup. Canada takes on Sweden tonight, 7 o'clock here at Rogers Place, down at uh, Service Place in Red Deer. Uh, the Americans and Russians meet. Uh, the winners of those two games will take top spot in the pool and the loser's second spot, and then they'll cross over and uh, play each other in the semifinals Friday here at uh, Rogers Place. In this hour, two Jasons, both well-liked former members of the Edmonton Oilers. Jason Strudwick coming up in 23 seconds' time. Jason Smith, the former captain and head coach now of the Kelowna Rockets. As we head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree has Nazareth and Little River Band in August. Steve Earl and the Dukes coming up in September. And we are pleased uh, to be joined by well-known Edmonton sports personality. Uh, does some work on uh, another station with uh, Jason Greger, and that is Jason Strudwick, who willed himself to a 674-game NHL career. Jason, welcome back to our show. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. Uh, how's the summer going? Uh, not bad. It's going to be a little bit better in about five days because... Uh, your uh, your partner and myself happen to time our uh, our two week breaks the same week. Not that there was any collusion going on there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, summertime break is always nice. There's no doubt about it. Then by the time you get back, it's uh, full speed ahead into training camp. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and and, and I know you've always felt this way as a player. Uh, I certainly. Uh, feel this way as a guy who lacked the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness, and character to have played one game in the NHL, let, let alone over 600. But, uh, you know, even in our support roles as broadcasters, it's pretty great just to be around the rink and do what tens of thousands of other Canadians would love to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, listen, we, we all love the sport of hockey. There are other sports, but for a lot of Canadians, it's hockey. And, you know, even for me, and like, I, you know, around when I was playing, this is around the time where 
you should be, you know, pretty much ready to go. You know, I know we're still, whatever, a month away from training camp, but, you know, you can do some work in a month, but you don't want to do too much because then you burn out. You know, a lot of the heavy work should be done by now. Uh, the guys are on the ice already, and then they really start hitting the ice the next few weeks, and then, boom, maybe take a, a light week before camp, and he started up. Jeez. So, it's, you know, it's an exciting time. Yeah, Jason, sorry for interrupting you there. Was there a guy during your, your lengthy career, your stops in Vancouver, Chicago, uh, the Rangers, et cetera, uh, and then with the Oilers, did you ever see a guy that was a completely, like, a vastly improved player after an offseason, uh, you know, of training where you were, like, stunned? How, and it might just be a young guy maturing, but yeah. did, you ever, did, did, that, did you ever come across that? I did, you know, and the one guy I throw out is Brent Sopel. You know, Brent Sopel was, he ended up being a really serviceable, you know, middle-pairing guy, a four-five guy. And, um, you know, when I played in Vancouver, he was he was quite weak. Now, you have to keep in mind for, you know, that this was a time when you had to be over 200 pounds and strong to handle some of the forwards they're dealing with. And he went away and had a really good summer of working out, and it kind of clicked, you know, in his head that he understood you have to put the time and work in. And uh, he did, and, you know, he went on to have, uh, that was kind of a turning point in his career. I've also seen guys go the other way, Bob, you know, and, and uh, some of them have been true with an organization here at the Oilers. They're, you know, they, they didn't understand how much work you had to put in, you know, and, and they were passed by other people younger or coming in newly into organization because they weren't prepared. So, you know, it's, it's one thing that when I, I work with young players or see young players that aren't doing the, the right thing to be ready, you know, why would you leave that to chance? And I, I never understand that. And, you know, if they figure it out, good for them. If they don't, I think that's a regret you'd have for your whole career. Did you, late in your career, you spent your final three NHL seasons with the Oilers, did you work out harder each and every year towards the end than you did earlier in your career? Uh, you know, probably smarter. You know, honestly, uh, Simon Bennett, I was really lucky to hook up with him when I came here to Oilers. He was a, a strength coach. And, you know, I was a big believer in working out, and, you know, Olympic lifting and running and jumping and all that. And he said, listen, you're not a spring chicken anymore, but you got to work a little smarter. And so we did tailor down a bit, you know, maybe get on the track a little bit more, more running or shorter running rather than long distances and things like that. And I, I know that he really helped me prolong my career. Uh, because of that so as you evolve you got to change you know when you're younger you're trying to get stronger then you're trying to get quicker and then the game kind of slows down a bit for you so you're maintaining and then you're tweaking on and off the ice and then as you get older you kind of know the tricks of the trade but your body starts to leave you a little bit fail um, or everyone gets faster which was i think was really a case in my in my situation i remember uh in training camp my last year was jordan everly and taylor hall and those two guys blew me up Every time they came on a one-on-one, and I remember thinking in my head, like, okay, this is probably it. This is the end of the year. This is the tide of the first really speedy guys coming in that were just all about speed and skill, and it was a real eye-opener. Well, I know you've always had immense respect for uh, Taylor. Uh, I don't know if he could have won the Hart Trophy at Edmonton just because the, the Connor factor, but what an incredible accomplishment for Taylor this year. You know, I, I the thing I loved about him, and I, I you know, we, we have a pretty good friendship, and, um, you know, I'm really quite proud of him. And I remember when he came into, the, into Edmonton, he, you know, I think there was a lot of pressure, and he's not a really outgoing guy. You know, he kind of, he, he has friends and things, but he's not, like, really outgoing and over the top. And he was kind of private in some ways. And, you know, we had some conversations about, you know, just say ways to get better because there's no doubt he's a good junior player but you know i remember one time you know we were talking about uh off ice training and and, and he and horkoff and i were working out and holly's like yeah, i don't know if i have to do that 
and both Hork and I look at him and say, "Buddy, this is this is just the way it is now." You know, you you're you're a skinny little eighteen year old boy, and now you look at Taylor Hall, and he's a very strong, you know, sturdy player that can withstand the rigors of of an NHL season and, and play with agility. And he, he's grown so much on the ice, but I think he's even grown more off the ice. And uh, you know what he's done in New Jersey is just he dragged that team. And if he didn't win that trophy, Bob, it would have been a, a complete hundred percent, hundred percent agree. With no disrespect to the other guys, you know, I thought McKinnon did well, but you know, without Taylor Hall in New Jersey, they they might be a lottery team. You know, that's that's the impact I believe when I saw him play and talking to guys that he had such a big impact on that team. So, um, you know, I'm not saying this to rub in Oilers' faces, but I think you know we were lucky to get him watch him for a while, and now we can watch him from afar uh, another ten years or whatever he plays. Well, well, he's only under contract for two more years, and then he's going to be able to pick and choose where he goes as a free agent, unless New Jersey can lock him down. And they haven't exactly been the most proactive team in terms of making moves. Uh, he's going to get 10 million plus on the market, you know that, and good for him, all the more power to him. We're joined by Jason Strudok, Oilers alumni, and he is a part of uh, the Center Ice Summit, and this is a keynote luncheon that's going to take place Friday. Check out this list. It's hosted by TSN's Gord Miller, so one of the best in the business. Uh, play-by-play hockey announcer for Hockey on TSN. NHL Executive Senior Vice President uh, Colin Campbell, who we had on the show last Friday. WHL Commissioner Ron Robinson, who we had the show on the show last week. And uh, we're going to have Glenn Goldson on the show sometime in the next couple days. Rene Fassell, IIHF President. And you are representing the players as an order alumni uh, discussing the state of the game and rule changes. How, how cool is this going to be for you to be involved with? Well, I just hope those other guys aren't nervous. You know, it's a pretty big deal for those guys to be on the same uh, floor as me. So uh, I hope they just are able to speak and not be tongue-tied. Uh, but, you know, Bob, when I, when I got the call, I was really flattered that he even asked me. Um, you know, I've been out of the game uh, as far as playing for a number of years. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm actively involved in, in coaching players from four years old all the way up to, you know, uh, junior age players. And I love it. And uh, I, I know that, you know, I, I, there's a lot of things I don't know. And so I'm going to go there and I'll, I'll speak to what I think I can speak about. But I'm really looking forward to listening to the different guys, what they think and what they see. You know, and they all come from a different perspective, everyone on that panel. So I'm really interested to, to, to just go and share. But more importantly, quite frankly, learn from this group because it's a, it's a pretty, pretty all-star lineup for that on Friday. Do you think part of what you bring, Jason, is that, you know, you were you were a survivor. Like you were not a. With all due respect, I mean, you're you're. Look, you had a great NHL career. Your teammates loved you. They respected you. But you weren't one of those five percenters. You know what I mean? Like those top yeah. end guys that are stone cold mortal locks. You know, like a Connor McDavid. I mean, let's let's say McDavid and Crosby are generational, and then guys like Taylor Hall are stars. And we're watching. You know, Lafreniere kid and 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 Kirby Doc uh, and Dylan Cousins that are playing in the Solinka Gretzky Cup, and those kids are all going you know first round. You, you took a little bit different path, and as a result, you had to be a lot more resilient along the way to 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 make your way to have the career. And and I think that that is something that is is educational for a lot of people out there. That where there's a will, there's a way, and you willed yourself to make it happen. Yeah, well, thanks, Bob, and I appreciate that because it's the truth. I mean, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish that I would have been, you know, the top 1% or 5%, but I'm very proud of my career because if it could have been, you know, 100 other people other than me that done the same thing, that did the same thing, and I think that you're right when you – when I look at players, and I'll talk about fringe NHLers for a while here, and, and you know, the difference between the 
sixth or seventh defenseman in the fourth liners isn't really that great, I don't think, as far as HL to NHL. But maybe what difference is a guy who's willing to, at times, take a back seat and put his ego in his pocket, or he's willing to, um, you know, maybe take on a different role that he didn't want to. You know, maybe he wants, he's willing to, he was a power play guy in junior, but now he becomes a penalty killer in, in, in the pros or a good, uh, you know, a, a good uh, checker or a defenseman that maybe becomes a, you know, he's an offensive guy, but now he just becomes a puck mover and good shutdown guy. So it, it really is an interesting way of how you get to the NHL and, and being self-aware and understanding where you're at. Because if, if you look at the MT Oilers, let's say I'm a young centerman drafted by the MT Oilers. I'm not going to be a top-two centerman on this team. You know, right now there's three guys that are, have long-term deals and they're much better than anyone else the Oilers have at center with Connor, Leon, and Nugent Hopkins. And quite frankly, probably two of them are there. So as a center, I have to figure, okay, how do I make this team? Because I'm not going to be playing with the top-skilled wingers. So how can I have an influence on the game so the coaching staff says, geez, we've got to get this guy in the lineup, we've got to play him. And then as you get there, then you move your way up. And a guy that I love is an example, Bob, is Matt Cook. Matt Cook, I was with him from the time he started in Vancouver to the time I left. And over that time, he thought he was a goal scorer. And, he, you know, he did in junior. And then he's like, you know what? I don't think I'm like that. I'm going to be a pest. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to get on my toes and, you know, do all these different things. And look at the career he carved out for himself. And a great career. And at times he flirted with the top nine and sometimes even a top six. But mostly in that top nine, that's a great NHL career. So, you know, can, can you get kids to see it that way? Um, because being in NHL is fantastic. Being a top six forward is great. But there's nothing wrong with being a top nine or even a top 12. We're joined by Jason Strudwick, Edmonton sports personality. He's on the Jason Greger Show. He's one of, he's the primary co-host now, and he's part of the Center Ice Summit. Uh, look, I'd be remiss. Uh, we just had the Jerome McGinnell announcement. We're going to have Shane Doan. They're going to honor both those guys. Uh, they were 17-year-olds with you in Kamloops, uh, won the third of uh, three Memorial Cups over a four-year run. Did you know how special those guys were? Uh, when you were a 19-year-old uh, D-man playing on what was Little Montreal in the Western Hockey League at that time, back in the mid-90s in Kamloops, with both Doan and Aguinaldo. I mean, did you did, did you have the belief that these guys would pan out to have the type of careers they did? Well, it starts with their character. And, you know, people, they, they think they get thrown around too much. But I, I really do believe if you're a good person, you know, you're, you're, you're going to get more chances. You're going to do the right thing more often than not. And, you know, Jerome and I both went there as rookies. I was 18, he was 16. And Doan was there already for a year. And those guys worked as hard as anyone, you know, and, and push each other and, and um, you know, try to be better and, and just have a real impact. And, you know, Iggy, he would, he would always look at the stats. And I, I'm not a guy that like people looking at stats. I, I, to me, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But, you know, looking back on it now, the reason Iggy was looking at it, if he wasn't looking at his own, he was checking everybody else's, the 16-year-old, the 17-year-old, because he was comparing himself to them. And that's how he, that was, he needed that, that, that carrot to chase to, 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 to say, you know what, I can catch this guy, I can be better than this player, that player, this player. And he did that in junior, he did that in NHL, and look at the career he carved out for himself. And then Shane Doan, I mean, just the guy would do anything for the team to help the team win. And, and you know, we were lucky we had him, like I said, for those two years, we won back-to-back championships. And they were huge parts of it. It was just two young men, quite frankly. Uh, and now it's great to see them, what they're doing. You know, uh, uh, you know they're just great guys and donors involved the league a little bit. And I don't know about what Iggy's going to do. Uh, but I think he'll probably spend a long time with his family because he missed all that time. But, you know, those two guys on the same team to play combined mode at 2,500 games, it's absolutely crazy. One final one for you, Jason, to that team. 
Uh, the other night, Canada against Switzerland, and Nat uh, Dominicelli, who, as you know, works with Cherry Johansson in the Sports Corporation. He's sort of their their, their Swiss guy. Uh, he was in the building. He finished up his career playing close to a decade in Switzerland. You know, he was a pr- really good junior player, but he was a smaller guy. Do you think today, in a 31-team NHL and the way the games play, that maybe he might have got five or 600 games in just with how the games evolved? Oh, 100%. And I, I say that all the time. And actually, I saw him there the other day, too. And, you know, he had a really good release and a good shooter. Um, but, you know, sometimes the physical game wasn't what he loved, which, you know, quite frankly, you know, any intelligent person maybe doesn't. And he, he found a way to, to go over and have a great career over in Sweden, or in Switzerland, I should say. But, you know, now the game is different. And it's, it's skating. It's skilled. And he had all those. He was, you know, ahead of the curve in a lot of ways uh, for his age group, um, you know, for, for his time. So, now I know he's doing great work with uh, Jerry, and, and they've got some good young prospects. Although the poor Swiss team, I, I think that they're looking forward to getting on that plane and going home Friday because it hasn't been too kind there at Rogers Place for him, Bob. They, they were taking a pocket knife to a gunfight. There was no question about that the other night. I mean, that was uh, Canada. You, could, you almost said, you know what? I saw how Canada celebrated the first couple goals. I don't know if you picked yeah. up on it. I was like, yeah. yeah, you guys need to tone it down here because this is uh, this is against this is men against boys right now. Just wrapping up Center Ice Summit. Uh, it's taking place Friday. Jason, thank you for taking time to join us. Uh, you're a, a very uh, deserved uh, guy to be selected for it. Have fun with it, and uh, we'll be hearing you. Okay. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you there. You bet. That is Jason Strudwick, Oilers alumni involved with the Center Ice Summit. It is 123 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers. Now, you can text us at any time at 630-634 Westlock Ford. Again, we will be live on location. Tomorrow is an off day for the Holinka Gretzky Cup. We will be live on location out at Westlock Ford, and it'll be Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. It is the 89th running of the Canadian Derby, Saturday, August 25th. Uh, big event, biggest race of the year in Western Canada. We'll take a time out. We'll get to some of your texts on the Westlock Ford text line when we return in orders now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you at the Holinka Gretzky Cup. Again, uh, Canada in action tonight against Slovakia. You can text us on our Westlock Ford text line. The Chisler, not the Fizzler. The Chisler, a.k.a. a voice from the past. Bob, don't have a glitch in my brain. Definitely putting my echo in my pocket. In all of these years, I've never said anything negative about you, but they will definitely not dance. I'll take the 100 on the under, Bob. I 100% agree with the Fizzler's sentiment that the Oilers will miss the playoffs. Wow. So the Fizzler and the Chisler. Actually, I think the Fizzler named himself after the Chisler. Uh, They're both saying the Oilers won't make the playoffs. Love Jason Smith. Uh, Jason Strudwick, a beauty. I hated Hemsky. 
says the Chisler. How do you hate Hemsky? I mean, Alex Hemsky was a high-end skilled player who had some style of panache. How do you hate Hemsky? And I'm looking forward to Glenn Gullitson's time. There you go. That is, uh, so are we. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Terrence from Red Deer says, hey, Bob, what time does the Battle of Alberta event start today? Well, the golfing's currently taking place out in uh, Red Deer, and then the uh, three separate hot stoves with the 12 Oilers players and 12 Flames players uh, takes uh, place tonight. There you go. Uh, Topher wants to join and chime in with his uh, winty, uh, witty intellect. Uh, Blue Moon Alert, I agree with Chiz that the Oilers will spit the bit. This text out of Edmonton. Bob, uh, the Oilers were a 103-point team two years ago, and they were that good. But this year, they're going to miss the playoffs by two spots. The team hardly change. Um Another text out of Grand Prairie. Bob, I was thinking more and more that Lance Boma is the Oilers' best bet as a 14th guy. Please hear me out. I've been asking for a team spark plug for quite a while. From what I've heard, uh, Boma's uh, worth it. He can bring out the best of the teams he's on, and at least it comes for sticking up for one another. He's younger than most of the other options, and he's Milan Lucic's friend. I think this is a player worth grabbing. Well, let's not forget, Lance Boma was bought out as a member of the Calgary Flames when Glenn Gullitson was the head coach. He had a tough year. He had one really good year in Calgary. I think he scored like 16 goals and had 34 points. He parlayed that into a good three-year deal, and the Flames brought uh, bought him out in the last year. Hey, Bob, it's Sweden and not Slovakia tonight from Don. Don, thank you for listening and for educating me and correcting me on my mistake. 128 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Along with Angie Quinnell back in the studio and Brad Whisker. Do want to tell you, the guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 9990 Jasper Avenue. Every Wednesday night, state night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.